into a brand new week of Try Talk Essay. How's it going? I'm Brad Brown, your host, uh, and it is episode 13 of this triathlon podcast that's focused specifically on the South African triathlon scene. And another busy show this week. Uh, going to be chatting about a very cool race that happens down in the Western Cape on an annual basis. Got the organizers on the show, and the great news is I've got an entry to give away as well. Talking about jailbreak, uh, it is one of those races that I definitely want to do in the in the future. Unfortunately, can't do it this year, but you possibly could with an entry that you could win on the show. We're going to ask you a question this week on Try Talk SA and next week. If you get both of them right, we'll pop your name into the draw. And uh, who knows, you could be racing jailbreak absolutely free for Mahala. So we're going to be chatting to Colleen Jacker on the show this week. Also, caught up with a guest we spoke to on the first episode of Try Talk SA, Christian Fiesel, uh, who's off to Kona in a week's time. He is uh, not there as an AIDS grouper. He's actually there as one of the lottery slot winners. Uh, but Chris has been training hard right through winter, and I wanted to touch base with him just to find out how he's feeling uh, with just over a week to go until race day. And we had a really cool chat uh, about his training. He's been coached for the first time, what a difference that has made. So very, very cool chat all in all. And then also had a brief catch-up with Raul de Jong, who is, if you don't know Raul, he's a top, top age grouper uh, triathlete from South Africa, just an all-round nice guy. And he has just finished an epic, epic cycle race uh, through the Dolomites in Italy, all part of the St. Coles Challenge, 100 mountaintop uh, challenges uh, loosely translated. And uh, yeah, just so you know, they climbed... In 10 days, they rode about 2,000 kilometers. They climbed 52,000 meters vertically. To put that in a bit of perspective, the Absa Cape Epic climbs between 14 and 15,000 meters over eight days. So these guys did three times that in 10 days. Phenomenal, phenomenal ride. Chatted to all about that, but I also asked him if he's done with triathlons because he's busy doing a whole bunch of other stuff. He ran the Otter Trail Run last weekend as well and did pretty well. But I asked him specifically about triathlon, and that's coming up on this week's show. Don't forget, as always, if you'd like to be in touch, you can. The email address is podcast at tritalksa.co.za. You can also tweet us at tritalksa or like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash tritalksa. It's as simple as that. And without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show, and let's talk jailbreak triathlon with Colleen Jacker. We've got some amazing races around the country uh, here in SA, and I saw on the social media networks this week that the entries to another one uh, have just opened. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing race down in the Western Cape, and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome on to the show Colleen Jacker. And the race I'm talking about is uh, the Prime Jailbreak. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you chatting to us here on TriTalk SA. Great to be with you. Colleen, tell me a little bit about the race. It's It's been on the calendar for many, many years. I know you guys of late have, have sort of looked at changing venues and that sort of thing. Tell me a little bit about the history of, of the race. Well, the race sort of started as a kind of a, a group effort between ourselves and um, Western Province Triathlon, who found their venue, which is the, the jail in Brunflay Prison, and we just, at the time, I think one of the TV programs that was big on, on the series was Prison Break. And we thought it was a great opportunity to create a new brand in triathlon. So we launched Jailbreak. And, and, um, sorry, no, carry on. 
And since then, it's become almost an iconic event because it's got its own flavor as such in the in the triathlon community. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that it, it it is very unique in in that sense, and and I just love the way you guys do it in the build up and the marketing, and 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 just explain to us a little bit about that, especially for for the folks from up north Joburg way who who perhaps don't know much about about jailbreak. How do you go about it, and 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 that sort of thing? Well, we do everything themed around the prison, so um, we try to keep the theme constant throughout from marketing from before even opening entries and right through to prize giving. So before opening entries, we try to create a little bit of a hype with um, becoming, getting the people to become involved um, as inmates more than athletes. So we get them to, to sign up for house arrest, to become a prime suspect, to um, uh, nominate their parole officer for the day and things like that and uh, just creates a little bit of hype and we've had some interesting people especially from the north who've come down as a group and done the race with handcuffs attached to each <laughs> other so so it's really good to see people getting into the swing of things yeah it's quite nice Colleen and I'll take my hat off to you guys because you have you've uh, triathlon as as great a sport as it is you know what, one race is equal to the next race is equal to the next race. So it's just really nice to see you guys putting a different spin on it and creating a different flavor per se. And, and, and that's creating quite a bit of excitement. I mean, I know I've got quite a few triathlon mates that live down in Cape Town and they absolutely love that race every single year. Well, that's very good to hear, and that's exactly what we're aiming at. Um, we want to stand out on the calendar. We don't want to just be one of the weekend races that come and go. We want people to engage with and before, during, and after the event. And it's good to hear that that's exactly what's happening. No, no, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, from the outside, that's just my perception as well, and it's, it's, it's awesome to see. Tell us a little bit about entries. Entries have opened. Uh, if people want to, want to enter, how can they go about doing that? Well, the, the link is from our site. That's jailbreak.co.za. There's a big flashing banner, so hopefully no one will miss it. And um, entries will be limited uh, to about 550 across both races because that's just the amount of space we have and it's just easier to control all our infrastructure. And um, obviously the race is unfortunately on a Friday, but it's it's something we couldn't um, avoid uh, with the prison. So it has been a little bit of a challenge and a stumbling block, but we actually like the of creating a, a try on a fry and we were going with that and pushing it as hard as we can. And then and then tell us, you, you mentioned the two distances, What what's on, on offer? Well, we've got the escape from minimum security, which is your 1.1 swim, 44k cycle and 11k run, which is essentially almost a, a standard Olympic distance. And then we've got your escape from maximum security, which is... Um, a 2.2k swim, a 88k cycle, and a 22k run, which is basically almost your half Ironman distance. But it's also it's also quite nice that it's slightly different. That's it's. I, I think it also adds to to the uniqueness of your event as well. And and when is it happening this year? That's the 6th of December, Friday, the 6th of December in Bunplay. 
Awesome stuff. Uh, what I'll do as well, Colleen, is I'll link to your website and to that entries. So if people want to find out more and, and, and they want to enter, they can just go straight from the show notes from this episode of Try Talk SA uh, and they can head straight there. And then you guys are very active on social media as well. I love following you because I, I just love your tweets. Uh, where, where do you hang out online? Give us those those handles as well. The the tweet handle is at jailbreak try and we also on Facebook which is uh, jailbreak up and they can just do a search for that. Brilliant. I'll I'll add those onto the show notes as well and, and uh it's definitely worth a follow. I'd I'd definitely recommend it. Colleen, thank you so much. All the best. I uh, hope entries sell out really quickly. I'm sure they will. Uh, it's a race that, that's, yeah, like I said, is iconic on the on the South African triathlon calendar and I, I love what you guys are doing down there in the Western Cape. Keep it up. That's great. And um, perhaps if you'd like to give away a race entry, I'd be happy to give you one. Oh, we'd love to. What, what I'll do, Colleen, is I'll ask a question at the end of the show, and then what people can do is just head over to trytalksa.co.za. I'll put a banner up on the site as well. All they need to do is just submit the answer to that question. I'll run it over the next two weeks, if that's cool with you. I'll ask a question that's this week and next week, so if people answer both questions, they can get two entries into the draw. We'll draw it out, and we'll announce the winner three weeks from now. That's perfect. Awesome. Colleen, thank you so, so much. Thanks, Brad. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye. Try Talk SA. Every now and again, we'd like to revisit sort of topics that we chatted about in earlier episodes of the show. And uh, it was episode one of Try Talk SA that I caught up with uh, Christian Fiesel, who is on his way to Kona. And uh, we are just, just over a week away till you depart. Chris, it's great to have you on the show once again. Welcome back. Thanks very much, Brad. Good to chat to you again. Chris, you, you, you actually, we, we're not allowed to say this, but you booked off work. You, you, you're a bit <laughs> sick, which is not great. It's, uh, you must be pretty nervous uh, a week before you depart and you're on antibiotics. And tell me a little bit about what you're suffering from, eh? Yeah, well, t- t- basically every year I've done Ironman, I've, I've ended up sick. I've always been on antibiotics. I don't know what it is. Uh, two weeks before race day, I normally get an upper respiratory infection. Uh, or I'll get a bit of flu or something. But this time, I think I've got a bit of hay fever and just a little head cold. So just to be precautionary, the doctor booked me off yesterday and today, but I'm still working. Um, unfortunately, my job doesn't allow for me to stay at home and lie in bed. But yeah, a little bit nervous, but I think we're okay. It's, it's nothing I haven't done before, but uh, I just don't want it to escalate into anything worse, uh, bronchitis or man flu. I'm sure. If I get man flu, then, <laughs> then it's, it's game, game over. over. Yeah, no, then it's all done. <laughs> yeah, no, then, then you might as well call the, call the hospital and book me in. Chris, tell me, how much of that do you reckon is nerves? I, and the reason I ask that is because it's funny. I always, in the build-up to a big race, whether it's Ironman or if it's when I'm running Comrades, every two weeks before race day, all of a sudden my knee starts hurting. But then wake up on race day and I'm <laughs> you, fine. How much do yeah, you reckon you is those, nerves? You get those little niggles, yeah. don't you? Uh, do you reckon it's nerves or is it actually something? Um, I'd like to think it is nerves uh, because that'll be better because then I can just work through it. But I think with the, the high winds we've had and we haven't really had any good rain yet in, in Joburg. So I think all the pollen, I do suffer badly with allergies. So I think that's playing, that's playing a lot. But funny enough, I have been nervous. Uh, the last two weeks, I've started to panic. Uh, I think I've, I've forgotten stuff. I feel like an amateur doing my first race. Um, there's things that I haven't done that I've, I've had a checklist for about three, four weeks now. And with a week to go, I'm still running around like a headless chicken. I got a tri-suit yesterday. I just need to sort out nutrition. I haven't got a bike bag yet. So I think uh, panic is setting in a little bit. Still, still lots to do. And, and yeah, I mean, you're not a novice. You, we, we mentioned in the, in the first episode of Try Talk SA, you've done nine Ironman South Africa. So next year will be your 10th 
uh, South African one, but this is going to be your 10th full Ironman distance triathlon in Kona. Uh, so you, you, you're not a novice. I mean, you've done this before. Yeah, yeah, although I've done it before, it's just I think it's going into the unknown. I mean, I'm traveling halfway around the world. Um, so the, I'm traveling to a different country. Luckily, it's an English-speaking country, so that doesn't put too much pressure on me. But I think it's also being out there. I mean, it's, it's Kona. It's the holy grail of triathlon. It's the top 1,800 athletes in the world. And then a couple of us lucky enough to be six, um, selected for the lottery. Yeah, let's, I mean, I mentioned that as well. I mean, if somebody hasn't listened to that first episode of Try Talk SA, you got in on, on the lottery sort of uh, draw that they do every single year where they have, I don't know how many slots. How many lottery slots do they have a year? Uh, they give away 100 lottery slots and they give away 100 legacy slots. Legacy is guys that have done 10 or more Ironmans and they go into a special batch and they draw 100 names worldwide. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the total amount of people that apply for the lottery is between about eight and 10,000 people. Well, there you go. I mean, your odds, your odds of doing it, and you said in that first episode you've done it for a, a whole bunch of years, and, uh, and yeah, just try your, luck, try your luck, and eventually you came right this year. Chris, when we chatted uh, in, in that first interview as well, you, you had mentioned that you had never used a coach before. You always used to wing it. You're kind of like me. But this time around, you, you employed the services of, of Raynaud Tissink. Tell me, tell me, and you were saying it when we chatted last time that you were training by heart rate and, and guys in shoots on bicycles. <laughs> that were was very you. frustrating. Tra- base training, <laughs> running on a low heart rate. I mean, 60% heart rate. I was basically walking. Uh, and, uh, guys were running past me in overalls trying to catch a taxi <laughs> or something. And I was like so frustrated. But uh, now, um, yeah, my heart rate's it's perfect. I think the training has been so good. Uh, to be honest, I have been very tired and I don't think I've ever been this broken in my life. Uh, there were months where, or should I say there were training sessions where I just really didn't want to go out, didn't want to get out of bed, the muscles were aching, everything was sore, the motivation had gone and luckily I had my wife to just nudge me and say, look, you know, look at the big picture, you're going to Hawaii, just get up, go through it, you're doing this the right way and now I'm plain sailing. I think I'm fitter than I've ever been. Um, I've loved the training. Just to give you an example, I, I went for a 2K swim on Friday and I said to a mate of mine, I said, 2K is like not even worth putting my speedo on for anymore. It's just 2Ks is easy. You know, I, I'm swimming up to 4Ks now. I've never swum as much. I've never biked as much and I've never run as much as what I have now with Raynaud. And I'm loving it. And I think the one thing that I have improved the most has probably been my swim. That's, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, and, and what's the reason for that, Chris? Do you reckon it's just the volume or have you been doing drills and that sort of thing as well? I think it's the drills. I mean, you do intervals, whether it's in the pool, on the bicycle, you do hills, you do hills on the, on the run. I was generally, when I was training, I was following the same, same routes every day. It, it was basically becoming repetitive. You know, you do, you do what you're comfortable with. You don't like to go out of your comfort zone. Um, and it's just different ideas. I mean, you've got something in black and white in front of you that says you've got to go and swim 3Ks today. You've got to do this as a warm-up. This is the main drill. This is how much you've got to rest. And they just take all the thinking out of it for you. And it's been, it's been amazing. I've loved it. And now after Kona, I've already got my training program for the day after Kona. I mean, I've got a 30-minute bike on the Sunday, <laughs> the day after the race, which – yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, let us know how that goes, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I was going to have two weeks off to just chill and relax, and but no, straight back into it. Uh, right. But it is easy training, and also he gives me a rest week um, with rest days in between, and then it's like two weeks hard, then another rest week. So it's it's been amazing. I've loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah, Reynolds, Reynolds a proper slave driver, isn't he? 
I, I was warned. Um, I think it was Di McEwen and uh, Kelly actually mentioned to me that uh, it's going to be hard training. But yeah, I have. I've really loved it. It's it's been tough. I won't tell a lie. There's been days where I've wanted to cry, but um, it's it's all been worthwhile. It's funny you say that you had it in black and white, and 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 I'm probably guilty of exactly the same thing. Is that when you sort of once you've done a few. You, you sort of, not that you've got the formula worked out, I think you're always learning as a triathlete and you, you're always trying to try new things. But as far as training goes, you are. You, you're in your comfort zone. You, you know what you, almost like the minimum that you need to do to get yourself over the, over the finish line. But it's, it's quite cool having, having something like a training program from Raynaud where, where it's actually challenging you and, and it's pushing you and there's no dead training sessions where it's, you, you're not just going out for the sake of training. There, exactly, there's there's yeah. specific outcomes for each training session. That, that's, has that made like such a big difference? Because I'm asking for myself because I'm going, you know what, hearing you talk, I'm going, you know what, Flip, I'm, I'm obviously pressing hard and I'd love to go under 12 hours on Ironman. I came pretty close last year. But I reckon if, if I got some decent coaching, there's probably a good chance that I could do it. 100%. Um, if you don't have a coach, you, you, just, you generally just do the same things over and over and over. And I've just found that I go to bed at, before I go to bed at night, I, I look at my training program. I say, okay, well, this is what I've got to do tomorrow. I pack my kits. And when I go out on the bike, I know exactly what, what I'm going to do if I've got to have a run afterwards. I mean, I've been doing brick sessions now for the last four months. I'd never done a brick before in my life. Uh, it's just not something that I, I wanted to do. I was... I just never thought about it. I mean, I'd do a long ride on a Sunday, come home, have something to eat, put my feet up on the couch and watch sport for the rest of the day. Whereas now I come home, I've got a 45-minute a run or an hour run after a long bike. But I would definitely recommend getting a coach without a doubt. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And uh, hey, the Curry Cup's overrated anyway. I'd also rather be running. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're both Lions fans, so let's not talk about rugby. Yeah, it hasn't, hasn't been too bad. At least we're not Bulls fans. It could be worse, right? <laughs> Yeah, I've actually I've actually put a couple of people onto Raynaud as well. Um, that's the first thing I'll recommend now. It's funny enough, I'm getting a lot of people asking me, "Yo, what about this? And how do you do this? And you know, we need to triathlon. We want to do seventy point three, or we're doing fifty one fifty. And straight away, I say to them, "Look, get a coach, get a program, because it's nothing better. They do all the all the thinking for you, and it's all scientific as well. I mean, he knows what days I've got to swim, and then he plans it. The whole week is planned ahead, and I get my program at the beginning of every month." And I know what I'm going to be doing in four weeks' time. Yeah, Chris, I also think it's there's a bit of accountability. And yes, you're paying the guys, so there's bucks coming out of your pocket. But you almost, you, I mean, I don't know if Raynard checks what you've done. He probably does. He probably doesn't. Who knows? But knowing that there's someone almost, and I put it in inverted commas, checking up on you. Yeah, it's like a, having a school teacher looking over your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can pay the guy the bucks. And if you're not prepared to do the work, at the end of the day, you're only fooling yourself. Come race day, you're going to suffer. But exactly. if you're paying the guy and you're doing the work, you, you're going to see the results. What's your best Ironman time out of the, out of the nine South Africans that you've done? Um, the one year we had fantastic conditions, I think it was 2007 or 2008, I did a, two, uh, a 1049. Um, and funny enough, my PBs um, on the swim, the bike, and the run over the last nine years have all been in that one race. Um, so I think I did a 107 uh, swim. I did a 513 bike and a 4.18 run. And I still haven't beaten any of those times subsequent to that. On their own in any of the other races? In any event, no, no. Chris, this is an interesting question. Obviously, Kona, the conditions are going to be very, very different, and, and it's, it's going to be hot. There's no two ways about it, and it's going to be windy. I mean, there's, there's also it's always, it always is. What do you reckon your chances of going close to that PBR? 
<laughs> I'd love to say there is a chance, but uh, I'm going there with a totally open mind. Uh, you don't know, like you say, the humidity, the winds. I mean, I follow some guys on Twitter that are out there training at the moment, and they say the crosswinds and just holding onto your bike and staying on your bike. So I, I'm not even putting any time limits on it. If I go 14 hours, it's great. If I go 10 and a half hours, it's great. I just, yeah, I just want to go out there and have a good time and finish with a smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the experience. It's, uh, I mean, right, for, yeah. for, for guys like you and I, the chances of us winning our age group, I mean, we've got to outlive everybody else in our age group to qualify. We'll be 80 and, and giving it a go at Kona. But this, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and, and you want to enjoy it. You're saying the day after Kona, you've got a 30-minute bike, which means you're going back to PE next year to do uh, your 10th. And you, you, you're going to carry fitness over from this, and, and you've got a great base to work on. I'm guessing if conditions are good, you're going, to, you're going to smash that PB next year. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying to everyone. People keep on asking me now, what, what time do you want to go for in Hawaii? And I've been warned by other people who have been to Hawaii. who said, look, you've just got to go there and enjoy it because you don't know what the, the condition is going to be like on the day. You're traveling. You're tired. You're out of your comfort zone. You're not, you're not accustomed to where you are in the world. Um, so I'm just saying look, I'm going to go to Hawaii, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to do my best. I mean, I'm going to try and swim as fast as I can, bike as fast as I can, and run as fast as I can. But I think the main thing for me is to go into PE next year, Ironman South Africa in April. And there I can really test because I'm going to stay with Reynold now. I love the training. And I'm going to keep the program going. And I'm actually more motivated now to have a good time in PE and try and beat that uh, 1049. So that's the, uh, that's the ultimate goal at this stage. I mean, now I'm, I'm going to Hawaii and I'm happy with that, but I'm not putting any time constraints on, on the race on Sunday. Yeah, and, and I mean, an Ironman race is so difficult because it, you, you're out there for such a long time. It's different doing a sprint or an Olympic where, where the time that you're spending out on the course is limited. Ironman is a different ball game, and so much can happen on the day. Things can change in a heartbeat weather-wise, the way you're feeling, uh, performance. I mean, anything can, can go even, right. Even, even mechanicals. Yeah, correct. I mean, bicycle, you, yeah, you just don't know what it's going to throw at you. Uh, I mean, so much can go right, but so much can go wrong as well. And, and, yeah, I mean, even PE next year, who knows? We could have a repeat of, of last year's Hurricane Katrina. Gee, how bad was that? That was, that was crazy. That was insane. I think I was in good condition last year. Um, I think I could have gone close to that 10.49 last year, but the wind on that day was just, it was insane. And, and that's the luck of the draw, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, you, you do what you can do, but on the day, if you wake up and the weather's horrible, it is what it is. You're going to go out there and, and do as, as well as you can. But, yeah, Chris, I mean, I, I haven't seen you for a few months. I'd hate to know how sort of lean and mean you're looking heading into this Ironman. Have, have you lost much weight or, or not really? I have. I've lost, I've lost about eight kilos. Um, and funny enough, I was, at a, I was at a friend's 40th the other day where I saw quite a few of my mates that haven't seen me for a while. And they said, I look so skinny and my face is so gaunt. I actually, actually look unhealthy. <laughs> so that's a, good, that's a good place to be. And um, I took the... I took the little um, a hint from uh, uh, Craig Alexander. He shaves his head every year for, for Kona. So I said to my missus when I got the Kona slow, I said, there we go. I'm going to shave my head in October. But I actually, funny enough, I shaved, I shaved all my hair off on the 1st of September. So now I look even more uh, lean and mean. And aerodynamic. I don't have the afro. Aerodynamic and streamlined. I love it. I'll take, I'll take every bit of advantage that I can get. <laughs> yeah. John, I've watched, I've watched my diet quite closely. Um, obviously... I'm not going to be anal about it and peel the skin off my chicken and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I did pretty much watch. I've been following like about a 90-10 rule where you allow yourself a little bit of uh, treats and the beer here and then on a weekend. I'm not going to cut it out altogether. 
Yeah, I think you have to have that balance. I mean, if you if you feel deprived, it's you you end up end up just sort of going off the rails when you do go off the rails, if you know what I'm saying. But if you if you do your, allow yourself the odd treat and 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 then it's easier to sort of eat right most of the time. Chris, as as far as distances wise, have you kept track on on sort of the amounts distance wise, how much you've trained in the last sort of six months as as of like exact swimming, biking, running? I don't know if you know those figures offhand. No, not offhand. No, I do know um, because I've. Well, basically, he gives you he gives you weekly. Everything works on hours. The only thing that works on distance is the pool. Where I'll like a Monday, I'll have a three k swim, um, but everything on the on the road has been hours wise, time based. So I'd come home from a cycle, and my missus would say, "How far did you go?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just rode for two hours." And but luckily, I've got a I've got a decent uh, heart rate monitor with a GPS in it as well. So I upload it all to the laptop, and one of these days, I'll actually look and say, "Okay, well, this is how far I've gone." Yeah, I'd I'd be keen to see those numbers if you wouldn't mind. I mean, I won't won't publish them, but I'm just for for, for interest's sake, and and I'd be keen to see. I don't know if you've kept track over the years. So that one that you did the PB uh, back whenever it was. I don't know if you can compare the two to sort of yeah, see this. What what I've what I've always I remember the first the first Ironman I ever did. There was a in one of the magazines. I think it was Runners World or something. They had a, an Ironman program, a twelve week program. And what I did was every year since then, I've recorded the 12 weeks leading up to Ironman and I've recorded how many Ks I've swum, how many Ks I've biked and everything. So I've got the last nine years all written down. So I'll put it all together now when I, when I finish, uh, finish this training block and then I'll, I'll send all that information to you. But it will be interesting to see how far I've gone because I, I have no idea. I just plug my watch into the laptop and then let it do its thing and then tomorrow I get back on the bike again. Yeah, I mean, you don't even go back and check. But yeah, it'll be interesting, just just for, for interest's sake. And, and especially, I mean, you, you have got such a head start on the rest of us. I've been hanging out on the dark side since Ironman uh, <laughs> South Africa this year. I kid you not. I think I've, I've probably been on the bike. I can count it on one hand the amount of times I've been on the bike. Yes, I've been spinning, but it's just I'm a fair-weather cyclist at the best of times. And it's been cold, but I, I need to get my backside into gear and get back on the bike. I think if I've been in the pool five times since then, it's a lot. I've been running a bit, but... Yeah, I think I've put on 10K since Comrade. So I've got a long way to go. You're way ahead of the curve on us. And, and, and yeah, you know what? I'm actually dead keen to give, to give a, a coach. And, and, yeah, maybe I should have a chat to Reynard and, and do it. You should definitely have a chat to Reynard because <laughs> also Natalie helps with the swimming as well. And um, I must say, the, the one thing that's when we last spoke, that was before winter had even kicked in. I was worried about training through winter, but here we are, the sun's shining again. It's warming up. And I can't believe I've got through winter, the whole of winter, without stopping training. I've trained consistently since Ironman South Africa. Yeah, Chris, I think we're lucky as well because we live in, in, in Joburg. I mean, our winters, yes, it gets cold, but it's, it's not anything like Western Cape where it's miserable. Yeah, we don't have the rain, which is good. Yeah, and so, so I think we're lucky in that sense and we're spoilt. I mean, I say I'm a fair weather cyclist. Uh, for me, if the wind is sort of just a breeze, I'm like, nah, I don't know if I want to ride in that. So the, <laughs> the guys down the coast have, have got it really tough compared to us. And it's just, yeah, I know I'm soft and I, and I need to get my backside into gear. I'm just glad that I don't have to put on five layers of clothing, start riding at 4.30 in the dark, and finish at 6.30 when it's still dark. I'm going <laughs> to say, it's nice, to, it's nice to actually just have one layer, pair of shorts, T-shirt, and you can go for a run or something like that. And see some sunlight. And then, Chris, after Kona, you mentioned Ironman South Africa. You, you're definitely going back for, for your 10th there. But w- what have you got planned race-wise in between Kona and, and SO? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to give my wife a bit of a chance. She's also a triathlete, so she's doing 51.50 in Germiston. Um, so I'll go down with the kids and I'll support her. And I want her training to take uh, a bit of a step forward and I'll, I'll take a step back. 
I registered to do 70.3 in East London as well. Um, just as a sort of like a training session as such. Um, I'm not going to race it hard because I don't know what kind of fitness I'll be, what kind of shape I'll be in. But um, yeah, it's just 70.3 in January. But the main thing is to get my wife uh, trained a little bit more. And also I want to get back into CrossFit as well. I love my CrossFit and I really miss uh, going to CrossFit three times a week. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 5150, I'll actually see you guys there. Myself and, and Paul K are going to be emceeing it, so I'll be welcoming her home. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, Chris, I want to wish you all the best, Matt. I'd, I'd love to, if, if at all possible, uh, I know we, we're chatting, we're not quite sure if it will happen, but I'd love to, if you've got a Wi-Fi connection while you're in Kona, maybe have a quick catch-up just to get a, a feel of the vibe and, 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 and just to, to, to sort of give our listeners a bit of a taste of of Kona and, and, and what you're experiencing, if, if at all possible. Uh, let's stay in touch and see if we yeah, can maybe do just like five minutes. Um, it'll be cool. I, from what I can gather, I've got uh, wifi, free Wi-Fi in my hotel, so... And there's a twelve hour there's a twelve hour time gap between South Africa and Hawaii, so yeah, we'll definitely definitely hook up. I leave on Monday the seventh of October, and then I get there Tuesday night the eighth of October. So I'm there for three days before race day. The race is on October the twelfth, which is the Saturday. Cool. But we'll definitely chat before then. And then, Chris, have you got your race numbers in that as well? If people want to track you on race day, I mean, I love, I mean, Kona, if you've never, if you've never watched that thing, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. It is such a cool race because they actually have full-on proper coverage online, like with commentators, the works. It is the coolest it is, race It's to amazing. Watch. Yeah, they, they have those motorbikes on the yeah. course and it, it's like you're watching it. It's like you're watching it on TV. Yeah, exactly. And it's the whole thing. So, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we can, we can track you and, and, and yeah, I'd love to, to give folks your number if they want to track you online and, and, and look out for you at the finish and that sort of thing. Uh, Definitely. Do, have you got yeah, those my, numbers? My, my, my race number is 1247. 1247. What I'll do as well, Chris, is I'll pop the links to the live tracking uh, on our website. So this episode of Try Talk SA, I'll put your number up there as well. And, and yeah, if people want to track you and see how you're going, uh, yeah, definitely do it. And there's a couple other yeah, South yeah. Africans that are racing too. I was just going to say, yeah, there's a couple of real racing snake South Africans out there. Mm. There's a couple of guys from Cape Town and PE that are already in Hawaii training there. Um, and then obviously we've got Carl Buckingham, which is, he must be our great top, white top hope. You know, the, oh, he's, he's the one that we, yeah. we all want is going to do well. And, and um, then, he had a fantastic race at Las Vegas at the 70.3 World Champs. So yeah, fingers crossed I'll be seeing uh, Carl somewhere along the line and hopefully taking first age grouper. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he is a, a great talent and definitely one for the future. So he's one of the age groupers. But there's a, a couple of pros as well. I know James Cunham is racing. Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's, and, our, and our adopted South African, Jodie Swallow. <laughs> that's exactly we, what we, I was going to say. We will claim her, definitely. <laughs> She's ours. She's one of us. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'll pop. I'll try and get numbers in that for, for guys. So if you want to track people on, on Kona Race Day, I'll pop them up on our website as well with the live tracking, and, and you can do it from there. Chris, it's been awesome catching up. Uh, and, yeah, I want to wish you safe travels and, and have a great race. Thanks, Brad. And I'd also just like to thank everyone. I mean, I, there's a lot of people on Twitter that uh, follow me and that I follow on Twitter and people that I've never met before are so encouraging and, you know, they just give me, give me so much hope. You know, they, they're so nice to me on, on, the, on the social media, having never met me. And that's, yeah, it's just nice to know that people are, are following me and are watching me and seeing how my training's going and they want me to do well come two weeks' time. Yeah, I don't know. So it's everyone there that's given me words of encouragement. Thanks a lot. Even though you're in on a lottery, eh? No, no, nothing less than a podium in your age group, but otherwise you're not coming home. <laughs> yeah, one day when I'm big. <laughs> one day when you're 80, like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll race together, racing snakes. <laughs> I love it. Chris, awesome, man. Have a, have a safe trip, and we'll chat to you when, you when you're over there in Hawaii. Thanks, Brad. I'll talk to you from the big island of Hawaii.
I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I caught up with uh, Roel de Jong, age group of triathlete extraordinaire, South African bloke, just an all-round nice guy. Uh, and if you want to hear this whole interview about this epic cycle race, that uh, it's not really a race, more of a tour that they did uh, in Europe, in Italy, 10 days, 2,000 kilometers, uh, which included 52,000 meters of climbing, all you have to do is head over to this website address, okay? It is www.cycletalksa.co.za forward slash 10. That's exactly where you can listen to that whole interview. It sounds like a phenomenal trip. I chatted to Rahul about that and then also just about what he's up to from a general perspective uh, into adventuring and that sort of thing. He's doing a whole lot of trail running too. Uh, but one thing I did ask him was if his triathlon days were over and this is what he had to say. No, that's still going. Um, Xterra is still a big focus for me. Um, I'll still be doing some half Ironmans. I'm taking a little break from Ironman at the moment. Um, just to do some some different challenges like this one, and uh, my days of triathlon are, are long from over. Good, I'm glad to hear that, Roel, because you, you're a, you're a flipping. I mean, I love watching you race, and I mean, I saw it, I saw you at Ironman this year, and it, you you literally, I mean, you raced really hard, but then you were out there at the end supporting everyone else, and I just, I mean, I've got massive respect for you for that. It's easy to head back to your hotel room, but but you want to be there at the end and experience everyone else coming in, and I, I really dig that about you. I think uh, anything we do should should not define our lives. And uh, racing is one of those things I think that too many athletes go to Ironman to be defined by Ironman. Too many guys go to the Epic because the Epic defines their year or their life. Or, and that for me is uh, the worst thing you could possibly do. So I'm trying to do as many cool things as possible without trying to fit into a box um, as a specific kind of athlete. Well, that's it for this week's show of uh, Try Talk SA. As mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, in that interview with Colleen Jacker, uh, the entry up for grabs for the Jailbreak Triathlon. I'm going to ask you two questions, one this week, one next week. So this one on episode 13, the next one on episode 14. If you get them both right, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy for you. You get one right, and next week's one right. I'll give you two entries into the draw. It's as simple as that. The question I want to know this week is where is that triathlon happening? What is the name of the prison where you're going to be breaking out of at Jailbreak? You can uh, enter by email. Pop me an email, podcast at trytalksa.co.za. Or what you can do is just go on to trytalksa.co.za. You'll see on the right-hand side of our website, there's a little banner for the jailbreak triathlon click on that answer the question submit your details and in three weeks time you could be announced as that winner and you could be racing that race absolutely free it is uh, a cool cool race to do i've heard lots of great things about it and you don't want to miss out on that one so the question that you need to answer is what is the name of the prison where jailbreak triathlon takes place and that's it for this week if you want to be in touch that email address again podcast at trytalksa.co.za you can tweet us as well at trytalksa or pop us a message on facebook just go to facebook.com forward slash trytalksa from myself brad brown have yourself a great week next week i think we'll focus on kona i'll try and get hold of a couple of other athletes in Hawaii on the Big Island in the build-up to the Ironman World Championships. Let's see if we can give you a taste and a bit of a flavor of what the Ironman World Champs are all about here on TriTalk SA. So until then, have yourself a great week, and we'll chat soon. Cheers.